Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, an Age of Sigmar podcast from sunny England. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing character of wargaming in the mortal realms. Grab your D6 and get ready for the Priority Roll. Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, yet another episode as part of our Brotherhood Team Event coverage mini-series. Today I'm joined by Mike Wilson of Wilson's Castaways. Mike, welcome to Priority Roll. Nice to be here, Dan. Thank you for the invite. Not at all. No, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to those who don't know who uh, Mike the Slanesh King Wilson is? Yeah, well, a well-known player international last couple of years. So my Twitter handle is actually Zinch Mike. Couple so. of years, but the, the battle tome didn't come out. You know, two I know, years ago. I, I was one of those rebels who decided they were quite good beforehand. Ah, a Slanesh hipster. Oh yeah, Pro- proper original hipster. In in into it before it was cool. In, yeah, well. But still good though. They were really good, just underrated. And then obviously before that, I played Zinch, and I had Zinch before the book came out as well. And I was playing Changeos all the way back in just before the first General's Handbook. Was it just after the General's Handbook? Can't quite remember. Before the book. Truly a trendsetter. Yep. Whatever you want. Follow my armies. I normally pick the filthiest thing that's going to come out next. Apparently. <laughs> So, who and what are Wilson's Castaways? So, Wilson's Castaways are actually a mercenary team. So, we are all individuals. I say, luckily, three of them are from our club down in Dorset. I was going to say, you've got James and Matt in there, haven't you? Oh, so yeah, we've got James, Steve, who are from our club. Oh, Matt that's Arnold, right. who's one of our people who hang around the tournament. Same with Steve Hussell. Uh, we did have a sixth one, but unfortunately he dropped. And at a local event down here at Crediton, um, we picked up a Matthew Davis. You picked up a stray, a waif and stray, and he's, he took him in under your wing. Yep, it's his first tournament last time. So this is going to be his first team tournament. Oh, fantastic. He, yep, you managed to get me on, well, I managed to beat you on table one last game. So it's not bad for a first tournament. Yeah, not too bad, promising. So yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good team, I think. We have fun. So you've, you've, um, you're the castaways, you're from the, the waifs and strays, you're corralling. Yes, you, you've got a couple of people in there that you, you game with at the club, but you're... You're kind of herding some cats. And are you geographically displaced as well? So, three of us in Dorset, Matt's in Devon, Arnie's in Somerset, and Steve ourselves in London. So it's not like you've all been gaming together at the, at the local club either? No, a couple of us have, and Arnie's come down for a couple of games with Steve and James. So we've been getting a few games in, but yeah. So how, how's that How's that presented um, in terms of, you know, deconflicting de- lists and working out what you're all going to take? Weird enough, it's reasonably simple. I say I'm Sinesh, nice and simple, nobody else wants to be Sinesh. I say we've got one Mortri player, we have one Iron Jaws player, we have a Beast player, a Stormcast player, and a Silvernet player. And weirdly enough, nobody wanted the exact same artifacts or spells. Perfect. And did you do uh, much, in, so that's at kind of the primary level deconfliction of factions and then yeah. the secondary in terms of um, spells and artifacts, but what about types of lists? So, one person, most of our lists are what we would readily take for a team event, not team event, normal event. So my list is the same, Steve's the same. Arnie's gone a bit different. Arnie's took one for the team and gone shoot cast. So there is all all guns blazing, not a balanced army, but one to put in when you need to. So he's the only one who's really gone for a team event style. The rest of us is literally just rocking up with our normal list. I like Matt's list. I'm a big fan. Which and, one? We've got two Matt's. Oh, of course, sorry, Ar- Arnie's. Arnie's. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Anvil's shoot cast list with skinks in it. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think with Seraphon. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing that because I'm running a Soul Strike Brotherhood at the moment uh, in yeah. some kind of casual game, so I'm tempted to bring to a tournament. So, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how Arnie's goes. So, do you think you've got an answer to every question out there? Do you think you've got a, a list that you can put up against most of the things that you're going to face? 
I think we've got a couple of lists which would do reasonably well. I'd say there's some really tough lists out there, and you go through especially some extreme ones. So extreme ones, you look at it like, okay, well, how are we going to do this? But we've got good balance lists, so we can normally go into any match and be a good reasonable odds. We could do something with it. Yeah, it should be reasonably right. Awesome. We'll and what what are your aims for the weekend? First, as you as the captain on a personal level, have you got a specific aim? And what about for the team in general as well? I'm just looking for more experience in team events myself. I'd say I was nominated captain, put in charge. You can take the blame. So, all right, let's go for it. Was there was there a democratically led election, or was it, are you a, are you a tyrant? Did you seize power? It was a, a democratically led. You're doing this because. Democratically elected because five other people said, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, no, nah, we've got a couple of people who would have done it if they wanted to. But yeah, I've got to give it a go. So we've done a couple of team events. Not This is the first big one. I say we've done a Warhammer team event where I came third. But uh, under the tutelage of Paul Buckler, which I know Laurie's mentioning. Let me also set up one with little one day event where we, kick, where we managed to win it. So it's my first time in charge. So it's going to be interesting. Excellent. So what do you reckon the podium's going to look like at the end of the weekend? It's hard not to see Team Keen up there as much as you want not to see them up there. <laughs> um, so Face Hammer as well. Well, Dice Dad, they'll be up there. Darren's team will be up there. There's another team as well with Luke Morton. There's a lot of four or five good people, good teams. And then go be challenging it. Yeah, it's going to be Mega really, as well. It's going to be really interesting, itself. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's that's a full fest. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see the draws as well. The first first round draws will be fun. So before we get into the team lists. Are there any lists that you spotted out there that you'd hate to face on like a singles event? You know, something you've seen, goodness gracious, that's an absolute filth fest. I'd hate to play that. I don't mind playing any list, really. I happily take all the filth on and see what happens. But I say Laurie's trolley list is 21 Colonel Hunters with bows. I don't think anybody wants to face that. Um, Tony yeah. Morrison Gash list, that was good. I mean, Tony Morrison Gash list is always good, isn't it? Yeah. Laurie's Laurie's uh, Sylvaneth um, is quite a tough matchup for you as a Slanesh player as well, isn't it? It is because they're going to heal as well, so you can hit them as hard as you like. There's so many small units, but they're going to keep healing and keep coming back up. It'd be an interesting one. I wouldn't feel horrible matched into it, but not probably one I wanted. But yeah, no, Laurie's list is horrible. Most of the deep clean lists, it's just so many solid lists out there. It's hard to pick one. The Bone Reapers will be interesting. Obviously, this first big tournament of Bone Reapers, I think. Uh, I think we had, well, we had Mancunian Carnage in December, didn't we? Yeah. As a singles event. Um, so, yeah, so people are getting those painted now. It's a lot more cool. Well, yeah, exactly. You've also got the painting time in there as well, haven't you? Uh, I mean, I'll be interested to see how, how everything does. Specifically interested to see how Russ does, because Russ hasn't taken Petrifex, and he's taken Catricos. And, uh, yeah, he's a, he's obviously a very experienced death player in general, so it'll be interesting to see how, how they work out for him. Yeah, he knows that book, so he could do well with that. He knows the book and he knows the game, so yeah. um, the fact that he's not taken that allegiance and has gone for something else. I know he's got Catch Cost, which does something similar, uh, yeah, with the exactly commander, does the same, and then you get the other birdies as well. So, and I think, as yeah. as Tony mentioned uh, in the uh, the podcast we did with him, you know that worked in the team environment because you can just select yourself out of matchups that override that. You know that are going to remove the, your ability to do that. Yeah, yeah, it will do. I say that team's just strong. All six lists there, even Byron's list. As I've played Byron before the Masters, this mix order lists. You look at it and think it's not a lot there, and then watch them play it. All right. Actually, no. This is a good list. Yeah, Lost. it's it's deceptively confusing. Yes, I think that's the easiest way to say it. You think could be a nice, easy game, and then actually, no. This is going to be hard work. He's and he knows how to play this list now. Yeah, he's, no, there's a lot of good lists. Lot so, good talking lists. of lists, 
What's yep. your favourite list in your in your team? Is there anything that that you you really you're a big fan of that you want to run me through? So the easiest one for me is some Snesh one. I do love my list. It's a bit different to normal Snesh ones. It's not three keepers. It's only the one keeper and twenty seekers, which is my big hard hitting unit. So big alpha strike or beta strike, whichever way you want to put it. Two drops, just fast and hits hard. So so run me through what your list does and what it does well. So we've got keeper, so Fermor Rider Cloak, run and charge. All the usual shenanigans on him. I have the chariot, so the small chariot hero, two enrapturists and a mask. So that's all in a Sybarite battalion. And then we have three lots of five hellshires and one lot of 20 seekers, and that's in uh, Seeker Cavcade. And then we have the Wheels of Excruciation, which is the end of spell. So it's two drops. So the keeper and the seekers can move a minimum of 24, and 20, 24 inches and 20 inches. So that's with command point. And then they all get to charge after that as well. Pile in twice. It's horrible. And your two drop. Do you find two drops enough to, to seize the initiative, as it were, um, in in most games? Uh, I'd say 95% games. The only time this season we're having is against Changeos. And that's still one drop less. But don't particularly, fa- don't particularly mind the Changeos matchup. Because I can normally get through them quite quickly enough. But yeah, no, two drops. I've always gone two drops to Snash because... You need to have the choice of turn. Some armies can still take you off very, very quickly. I know people are the big bad at the moment, but they are still very fragile, especially the depravity point changes now. They will be toned down a bit. How, how have you found uh, the depravity point changes affecting kind of your games? My list, not a lot, because obviously I haven't used the three keepers, so I don't go in there, hit hard, lose two keepers and summon another one back. Mine's all about demonettes, so I'll probably lose 20, 30 demonettes in the game from the end of it, so it's not too bad. And obviously the locust change, most of my list got a six-inch piling, which is what the cavalcade does, so I don't need to roll dice for that. I stay out six inches and then pile in. So yeah, so the, lo- the locust change has, has basically not affected you at all. No, it's just a keeper who would normally be going first anyway, so all right, it's just we'll go first once or twice. So. That's really interesting, and, and for those who might not necessarily known what you've been running before is is this list as a result of the changes and different to the something you've been running before or is this list what you've been running completely before this is what i've been running completely before i so said when the book came out i had an interim list did reasonably well with shellac in it but then this is the first list properly written just for the book in mind the 20 seekers they, they, they had some massive buffs and they didn't go up in points so it's just like all right let's see what 20 does obviously they've got the horde bonus so six exploding in two and they hit on threes rather than fours with demonettes so you go in with 80 hits if you get them all in you would do 80 wound rolls and you do that twice and then if you kill them all you get a plus one attack there's a lot of internet kind of rage and hate about slash isn't there oh yeah always always will be do you think do you think that's justified can be. It's a strong army. There's no denying it. It's one of the strongest armies around at the moment. They've had a bit of a battering down. Like I said, they're still strong. There's no denying that. But there is severe weakness in it. It's just you got to get to the weaknesses point, which is there are low numbers. I haven't seen a single Snesh army with over 50, 60 models. It's quite low in the areas too. But you normally see a lot of armies. So if you take out all the numbers, you've got five heroes. Quite hard to win a game with five heroes. True, although uh, you could counter that by saying that you make up for your lack of numbers by being able to bring things back and add numbers to it. Yeah, actually, it all depends what you're hitting and what you're killing. If you're not hurting the characters, you're not getting depravity points, so just pick on the ones you need to pick on. It's Yeah, it's an interesting ways. My army's quite good in the anti-snesh matchup. Obviously, I get around all the, lo- all the locusts with the six-inch parlance, so most of the games I have, I've played, I've literally killed all the inventory, turn one, turn two, and then the person can't summon much off me. He can only do what he does to me, which is not a lot to generate what you need to. Yeah, and if you, if you have a way to kite the characters or, or ignore them or block them or something like that, then, yeah. Uh, then yeah, you're doing pretty well and not giving them the points. 
Yeah, it's, it's a different way to play it, but yeah, it does seem to work every now and then. If not, just go full hard and try and go for a double turn. I mean, that's, plan, yeah, that's that's a cracking strategy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, not, not, not the best plan in the world, but even now, when you've got nothing else to do, try for it. Yeah, it's a, it's a gamble, definitely. And uh, apart from low lowish numbers, is there is there any other glaring weaknesses in the list or some, something you're particularly weak against? So everything's got five save apart from the keeper. So you hit it hard, it just dies. It dies quite quickly. So, uh, but no, it's placed most matchups well. I'd say stone horns are an issue with it at the moment. So you see stone horns, three, four stone horn lists. I know Tom Morty's got one that just hits so hard and you don't do enough damage back to them. It can run for you in a turn. But yeah, any big hard hitting, hard to kill units. Because I know keepers are the evil thing at the moment, but they are fluffy as hell. If you play them regularly, you can go in. Sometimes you do 30 wounds, sometimes you do two. Even with a double piling, freeze and freeze are weird. And are there any other lists in your team that you're, uh, quite, you know, you want to talk about? Uh, the one that I know quite well because I played it several times now is uh, Steve Phillips's Gorgrunter list. Who it's, who doesn't love an army full of angry pigs? An army full of angry pigs, and it's really, really good. Led uh, so led by a grumpy angry cabbage. Led by the grumpy angry crack of it, and they're all in your face, turn one, all with damage two, all hit on twos, wounded on twos. It's, it's the ultimate alpha strike. It's brilliant, and people don't see it going. So they now. Rummy, rummy, yeah, they will do now. Now you just told them, but uh, um, run me through how that army works. So he's got six pigs, three pigs, three pigs, and he's got the more crusher. Uh, got some odd boys in the back at line with a couple of spells, and the formation which makes the pigs move in the hero phase. So they can move nine, move again nine, and then charge. Got mighty destroyers in there as well. So it'd be on you turn one, and with war chance plus damage two, all the pigs are twos and twos there. I think it's still plus one to wound and plus one hits on charge. It just goes in and with smashing and bashing going off, it will hit you once and it will just pile in down. The more crushes, you can't ignore. That can go in, destructive bulk and then does all its attacks. It's just a really, really punchy army. Excellent. And what's been um, the most challenging thing about preparing for the event? You know, Has it been the dislocation of the team and the, the fact that you're the, the kind of mercenary team or has it been something else? <laughs> Oh, we've been really lucky. I say we had five of the players in really early, so and we all know each other well. I say we've all been out several times drinking. We we know what we like. So and everybody wanted to choose a thing. So it's nothing really. There's no conflicts. Everyone had their army, and then obviously we lost one player, and then we gained map. I'd say four weeks ago now, and come straight in different army doesn't need any artifacts. So it's been reasonably smooth sailing. Like I say, we've all been playing a few practice games. Yeah, no, it's been quite a nice laid back out. So like I say, we're all expecting just to have fun, not to win it. So we'll see what we can do. Good mid-table result would be good for us. Anything you're apprehensive about about the event? No, I'll say the matching up process is going to be interesting. i say it's going to be our first, well, my first time doing it. I've got Steve going to be coaching as well. So it's first time doing it. So it'd be nice to make sure that we get some good draws for our team. So you're not just shoot everyone down a barrel. So it should be possible. Is that yeah, match-up we- process something you're you're comfortable with? Uh, will be, hopefully. I've got to <laughs> it a bit more. But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Definitely an interesting thing, especially when you've got a match-up with scenarios and hidden agendas. So there's a lot you've got to try and get in your favour. Yeah, it's, it's quite, a, quite a burden of responsibility to get right, to be honest, without wanting to, you know, make you feel more oh, apprehensive. Pressure's fine. I pressure's, pressure. pressure's on, mate. But yeah, no, I think it's... Um, it's it's it's, def- it's fine. It is. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's the spirit. But, um, combine, you know, as you say, combining all the... It's not just the matchups. It's also the scenario and the hidden agendas and everything like that. It's um, it's uh, It can be tricky. And, yeah, it uh, can be tricky. and getting, uh, it, getting it wrong can, can you know, have uh, have its impact. Yeah, so I think it's easy because we've got reasonably balanced lists. So we've got no extremes in there, really. So as long as people match up against something reasonable, they've got 
a good chant. Sometimes, obviously, some of the harder lists, yeah, for someone to go get bus thrown, unfortunately. But no, it's, it's going to be interesting, that matchup. So we try our best of them. But luckily, nobody's taking it too seriously, so we'll buy them a drink at the end of it. So sorry for the bus. Yeah, it'd be fine. Exactly. It's a team game. It's a team event at the end of the day, and I think some of, some of that is, has to be expected. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm happy to check myself on this several times as well, because I know how everybody loves Snesh. I know it's come up with anti-Snesh lists. Seem to have gone through them most of the year. I've played more Seraphon players this year than any other year. And if you had to give one bit of advice to all the players attending, what would that be? Just have fun. i say it's a Chris Tomlin event. i say let's go be drinking the night before on Friday night in Metros. There will be Metros. Just go out and have fun. Enjoy yourselves. That's the main part of it. S- sound advice for any tournament, to be honest, I think. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I know Chris always runs a really good event. So. Yeah, absolutely. I've been I've been telling Chris for for the past uh, couple of years that uh, you know next 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 uh, next blackout I'll be there or you know tomorrow burns I'd love to come and stuff like that and then work or life always gets in the way it's really frustrating so, so I'm hoping to make one of his events at some point. Yeah, you'd be missing out if you don't. Exactly. Like he's, he's a bit of a legendary TO, isn't he? He's put on so many amazing events in the past. So it's, uh, you know, it's. Yeah, seems... we're lucky having him down in Dorset. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's nice to have some southern, some strong southern events as well, because there's a lot of good stuff going on at like the, you know, like Eggs, Element Games, Grand Slam, Face Hammer GT, you know, both obviously up at um, Element Games in Manchester. And then you've got the Warhammer World events, you know, good two and a half hours drive from from where i am so it's nice to have some stuff down south although oh, it's not quite south for us but no no that's true but it's not it's not four and a half hours to uh to manchester so uh, uh, only, only two and a half hours exactly yeah. exactly smash it's, it's low bridge one smash it down the m4 all is well pay a cheeky toll to get across the bridge and you're done no tolls anymore it's made it cheap for us no tolls no are they, are they removed the, toll of the bridge yes yeah, oh so oh, ladies and gentlemen news. Not only do you find out about lists and brotherhood by listening to podcasts, you also learn that there are no longer any tolls across the Svet 7 bridge. Yeah, let me scrap that. Fantastic. Every day is a school day, Mike. Mike, this has definitely been worth it. Thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate yeah. your uh, your time tonight. Um, before we move on to the final two questions, have you got any shout-outs? Um, saying so, Dorset Doggers. We're down in Dorset. That, that is an Age of Sigmar club, by the way. It is an Age of Sigmar. Uh, we do play other games as well. Oh, oh sorry, a, a Warhammer club. Yeah, it's definitely a Wargaming yeah. club. It's not not yeah. anything else. So not even Games Workshop. I know a few of us play Drop Fleet. Um, got Legion down here as well going at the moment. So we've got any any games. You get a few of us into it. Yeah, we'd be happy to come down. So Paul Buckler's the one. He's a big shout. He's a He's the dog, dog father himself, isn't he? The dog father. So if you give him a heads up, we are down here on Thursday night. So it's always a good laugh. And and where do they where do they meet? They meet at Paul's house. So if we contact Paul, he will happily disclose his location rather than put it out on the internet. It's random people. If you can find us, I know Chris is a mass of the stories of finding rat ended up in Levi's. <laughs> Say no more. Um, yeah. And if people want to find you on Twitter, how can they get hold of you? So I am Zinch Mike. So I will one day update Slash Mike. But the Zinchberg has just come out, so possibly going back to Old Road. Exactly. Are you excited for the upcoming Zinchberg? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The list, list is planned. Models being painted as we speak. We're ready for it. My, my wallet is ready. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to seeing what sneaky shenanigans they've got up their sleeves. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shenanigans in that book. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Right. So, final two questions, Mike. If you could protect you one thing about Age of Sigmar and never have it changed, what would it be? So, let's say the game's been rewritten from the ground up. And if you could only change one thing about Age of Sigmar and the rest of the game is never going to change, what would that be? So, one thing wouldn't change. Double turn. Priority roll. It's what makes the game. So, I think it defines the top-end players. 
of people who can play for that double turn or know how to mitigate that double turn. That's that's where you see the real tactics put in place, especially when you're watching top-end players play it. Things that I wanted to keep out, two-up saves. I think a two-up save. Hate hate bouncing off two-up saves. Especially two-up rolling ones, or they've got some kind of fear on them. Hard work. It's not many anymore, but there's still a couple that can get it. So don't look forward to those. So why why is it you think two-up saves are, are bad for the game? You just feel like you're not doing anything, especially a lot of the units... They just you go in and you literally do ten saves. I'll look at I'll pass eight of them, re-roll those ones. Just nothing happens. Especially if they're quite good as well. Like okay, I'm gonna be a two up save every now and then now. Does so much damage as well and he doesn't die. So can't complain too much. He is in tinch lists that I'm writing at the moment, so it's all good. So essentially looking looking to remove kind of negative play experiences. Yeah, just a negative that's the real big one for me. It's just anything which literally does not die and just hit and hit it. OBR is interesting. They're not quite at the point where you can't kill everything yet. There's ways around it, but they are definitely a, not an army I would like to play with. They are a bit Tomb Kingish, which is weird because it used to be a Tomb King player. Very like the relentless and not doing a lot, but not doing, not dying either. So quite a hard, quite a weird one for them. Yeah, they are. They are an army with access to a lot of resilience. It will uh, be interesting to see how they fare uh, next weekend, won't it? Yeah, ten, ten less. So yeah, absolutely. Good chance of placing them. Exactly. Right. Well, Mike, thank you very much for joining us. And all that remains is for me to wish you and the rest of Wilson's Castaways the very best of luck for Blackout 2020. Uh, sorry, for, for for Brotherhood 2020. Yeah, yeah Blackout's the next one. <laughs> That's right. Nailed it. <laughs> yep. Cheers, Mike. Take care. Okay, cheers, Dan. Thank you, Thanks for listening to Priority Roll. If you want to get in touch with us, we're at Priority Roll on both Twitter and Instagram. You can send us an email, priorityrollpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash priority roll and leave us a voice message. If you want to leave us some feedback, we're always looking to improve, or if you just want to suggest a topic to talk about on one of our upcoming shows, then feel free to get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening to Priority Roll. Priority Roll.